Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, that was a delayed hey. I didn't know uh, my computer is being uh, awesomely fast again. So I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't die during this, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just probably going to edit that beginning part anyway. So this first 20 seconds makes no sense to you anyway, but oh well. Uh, so here we are. We're coming at you uh, on a Sunday for us. I think this is Thursday's episode for everybody else. Um, but so obviously, you know, we, if you've been following the last couple of days, we've, we got to get ahead. Um, Bob's traveling, uh, is it two weeks? Um, I have a conference to go to in two weeks on Tuesday or a week from this Tuesday or something. I don't know. Uh, so we get some shit going on. We gotta, we gotta do a bunch ahead. So it might seem a little, uh, what's the word? And that. Anachronistic, anachronistic. I think it's anachronistic. Um, that means out of chronological order. <laughs> um, but today is, <clears throat> speaking of time, daylight savings time. So we turned daylight savings on today, I believe, which means we move the clocks forward, right? Because it's springtime. That's what we do. Uh, we lose an hour. We lost an hour of sleep last night. Um, you can heckle all of the people, all the dum dums that think that uh, when you turn the clocks forward, you lose an hour of sleep every night for the next six months before we change them back. Uh, or maybe you're one of those dum dums if you're listening to this show. Uh, in that case, I don't say you don't have to say anything. You can uh, keep it silent, keep it to yourself, but know that that's not how this works. Uh, it's only one night. It's only the night that you change the clocks uh, that you either gain the hour of sleep or lose the hour of sleep. It is not the entire six month long period. But alas, I believe we don't have to deal with this bullshit anymore because I believe that we turn the clocks forward an hour this morning at like 2 a.m. or whatever. And I'm pretty sure we never change them ever again. Is that until true? Until, you know, inevitably, like seven years from now, people get pissed off. They're like, oh, this thing doesn't work. We need to go back to the old way. And they vote to change it back again. And we do it again. Because that actually did happen in the 60s or the 70s. They, I think they did the opposite. They abolished daylight savings time. And then like two years later, they brought it back. Uh, what we did now is we adopted daylight savings time as permanent time. So, so now basically it's going to be lighter later always and darker earlier always. I don't know if that's official. No, I thought it, I thought it was. I'm trying to find out, like I'm trying to find out on the fly. <clears throat> because, um, so Sagar and Jetty, shout out to, uh, to him, um, from Breaking Points with Sagar and Crystal. Um, he has been bitching about this for the last like two weeks about how it's going to be awful in the winter time. And everyone's going to hate that the sun's not going to come up until eight o'clock. And that, you know, cause he he's on this trope of, uh, Oh, I hope everyone enjoys it being an hour, uh, late or it being brighter an hour later. So you can drink after work. And like everyone on Twitter is like roasting him being like, clearly you don't have kids. 
And it's like, it has nothing to do with like going out to drink later. It's way fucking better to have it be light later. Also in the wintertime at 6 a.m. in January in the Northeast, I don't want to fucking be outside anyway. So I don't care. It's not, it's it's not light at 6 a, It's not light at 6 a.m. Yeah, or 7 a.m. Again, I don't care. But that's the thing. It people do, people think, I think people think it's light at 6 a.m., but are never up at 6 a.m. Yeah, it's regardless. Not. In the Northeast in January, it's fucking cold. I don't give a shit if the sun's up or not. Whether the sun comes up at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m., it doesn't matter because it's still going to be 37 degrees and shitty. All right, so I'm on time time.com. Yep. An article oh, dude, from time.com. They're they're known conspiracy theorists. March 10th, <laughs> 2023. Earlier this month, Marco Rubio reintroduced legislation that would make daylight saving time permanent, proposing an end to the biannual clock change that disrupts the lives of millions of Americans, disrupts the lives of millions of Americans. It doesn't disrupt my life. I just fucking would prefer yeah. it be darker later. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Anyway. So the Sunshine Protection Act passed unanimous, unanimously in the Senate last year, but the bill stalled in the House. Rubio reintroduced the bill in the Senate on March 2nd to try to end what he called an antiquated practice. So I don't believe it's official. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think they're move they're moving towards it. Well, if it I mean, the Senate passed it already. Yeah. So I wonder um why is Sagar bitching about this then? Which, to be fair, right? Like I, I do. I, I say, I would say, I like about ninety to ninety-five percent of the things that he says. Um, I would probably agree with him on stuff, but like this one in particular, like, dude, this is the hill you're gonna die on. Like daylight savings time. Also, he's like twenty-seven or something. Like he's still pretty young, and it's like, dude, you're like. You're bitching about this in the wrong way. <laughs> I just don't understand that what he does at 630 in the morning that he can't do until 730 in the morning for like. Yeah. A month. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, it's funny because I read the the Twitter comments on that post, obviously, because I like doing that. And people like where one person tweeted at him and goes, Sounds like you need to move to Florida, which for anyone that doesn't know, we've done, we've done this before too on the show. <laughs> it's the, the lines of latitude. So the, the further south you go, the closer to the equator you are, this, this basically like doesn't matter because you're always going to have 12 hours of sun and 12 hours of dark, right? Like if you're at, if you're standing on the equator, the actual line, the equator you get 12 hours of sun 12 hours of dark 365 days a year the further away from the equator you go so the further north and the further south that's when you get the disparity so if you live in the northeast in the summertime you might get you know you know whatever 14 to 15 hours of sun and then 9 or 10 hours of dark and then it flips in the wintertime. You get nine or 10 hours of light and then 14 or 15 hours of dark. 
Like that's why like in Alaska for like a month and a half, it's dark for a month and a half straight. And then in from like the whole month of June, it the sun never sets. Like the further you go away from the equator, the more disparity you get, right? So that's when you run into this bullshit. So if you live in a place like Florida, as like especially Southern Florida, and you're so close to the equator, it literally doesn't fucking matter. Because you're gonna get 12 hours of sun and, and 12 hours of dark. Like it does it like the the swings that we get up here in, in the northeast, like light wise, isn't gonna happen because it doesn't matter. Right. So it's like that sounds that sounds nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. The weather's always nicer. You get consistent sunlight. <laughs> so I, I mean, I obviously in, just, the summer, in the summertime, there's something to be said right in the northeast that it doesn't get dark until nine o'clock. Whereas in Florida, it gets dark at probably 7.30 still, or eight, you know what I mean? Like whatever the normal time that it always gets dark in Florida, that's when it gets dark. Like it's always 7.30 or if it's always eight o'clock, I don't know what it is, but like, that's it. Like, you know, that's what time the sun sets all fucking year round. But like I said, obviously up here in the summertime, it stays light until nine o'clock. But the trade-off is, you know, in the wintertime, it gets dark at fucking three o'clock. So, but now we don't have to deal with, well, potentially, um, if they can pass this, they have what, six months to pass it. Um, yeah, you figure it's got to be done by November. Yeah. So then it would just, it would always be lighter later. So again, summertime, things don't change. Sun rises at 6.30, sets at 9 o'clock. The wintertime, the sun would rise at like 8 o'clock and set at 4.30 instead of 3.30, instead of, you know, 6 o'clock to 3.30. So I'm, I am all on... As some, especially someone who is a morning person, like I consider myself a morning person. I'm up early all the time. You know, we've talked about this before. It doesn't matter what time I go to bed. If I go to bed at nine, 10 30, one o'clock, I'm up somewhere between six and seven, you know, more precisely, probably some, somewhere around 6 30, um, give or take. Like I'm, I'm just a morning person. I get up, I do, I'm most productive in the morning, I get most things done. Like I'd like to do things in the morning and then at the end of the day, I like to just sit and do nothing. Um, I, I, being the, all of that being said and being known, I still prefer it being lighter later. Dude, it's like you just look outside at, I looked outside today at almost six and I'm like, this is kind of nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Again, it's, it's like, I don't know what people are so dependent on morning sunlight that like are actually for keeping standard time. Like, what are you doing in the morning that you need sunlight? doesn't make any fucking sense. And we're in, yeah. we're in Massachusetts. So it's like, you can't be a farmer in Massachusetts in the winter. That doesn't work. Right. <laughs> so what are you doing in the morning that you need this light? And you don't want it in the afternoon. I don't get it. Yeah. Like people are going to like, I've seen people like cite research that says like, 
the benefits of getting sunlight in through your uh, like physical into your body, like your retinas and your um, corneas or whatever, like within the first 45 minutes of being awake, like promotes like vitamin D and all this other shit that it does. But it's like, okay, well, I would I counter, I would counterpoint that by saying, well, I could, I could build two counterpoints to that. The first one, I'll go with what you just said. You don't get that. Most people don't get that because if they wake up in the morning in the winter and they're going right to work, right? So the only sunlight or the only time they would get sunlight anyway would be in the car on the way to work. Like if that, like people go to work and they go to work, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it doesn't, it's not like one of those like, oh, well, I'll get up at 515 instead of 530 so I can get sunlight in my eyeballs. No, because the sun still doesn't rise until 645. So it's like, so th- that number one, that argument is bullshit in the wintertime. Number two, living in the Northeast in the wintertime, the sun is not strong enough to provide any sort of fucking shit that you need, right? Whether it's vitamin D or just UV light, which helps you regulate the skin and all kinds of shit like that. Like not strong enough doesn't doesn't happen you need to be outside in the sun like literally all day and at that point if it's december and january you're gonna fucking freeze to death so that's the there's you can't you can't go out wearing when like a right. weather appropriate clothing right and get so sunlight in the northeast again that is a retard that's a retarded argument that it's it's i just gave you two counterpoints as to why it's inaccurate now do the does the science state that if you receive sunlight into your eyeballs or retinas, whatever the fuck it is, within the first 45 minutes, it produces all of these great effects. Yeah, that's that's I'm sure 100% it does. And I, and I know it does because I follow Andrew Huberman and he talks about it a lot. But it's like you need to take the other factors into account, right? Like that is, yes, that is a fact. However, the two counterpoints I just gave you almost make it moot for living in the Northeast. Now, again, that's just us that live up here. Maybe someone that lives in Georgia or Texas or Florida or a, a yeah, lower like if, you, if you can wake up shorts and a t-shirt and go for a walk at six, whatever in the morning, that's different. Exactly. Yeah. 1000%. Sure. Go ahead. Do it. Like if, if the coldest it gets is like 50 degrees, right. And you can still go outside in a, in shorts and a t-shirt and go for a walk, like you said, or walk your dog. Like that's, that's fine. Like you'll be okay. But again, that doesn't fly up here where we live. I don't give a fuck about anybody else where they live because I only live where I live. <laughs> so it's like, I just don't understand why people are so vehemently against it. I couldn't tell you, man. Could not tell you. It's like you're just mad because you want to be mad. It is literally old man yelling at a cloud. Yeah, and I've, I've I've also heard the like, oh well, you know, it's nice when there's light on the morning commute. I'm like, who's morning commute? Yeah, because I know I'm up early, but I see all the cars coming up 24 North. There's a shitload of them every morning, same time as me. Ain't no fucking sunlight for them. Yeah, yeah, and then there's the I mean, we we've done this before in an episode where <laughs> someone someone was talking about like child abductions in the morning in the dark. And yeah. I made the I made the joke about like, oh yeah, all the child kidnappers, the sun rises, they're like <laughs> vampires. Yeah, they're the vampires. sun rises and they're like, oh shit, we have to go home. We can't abduct any more children. The sun's up. Like the 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 sun being up or not 
is not going to deter a, a child and someone who's going to abduct a child. <laughs> so, yeah, those people, anyone that's against it is just dumb, basically, or just doesn't understand it or just wants to be mad at something, which, hey, I can totally get down with that. <laughs> there have been plenty of things that I've bitched about just to bitch about. So if that's what you're if that's your angle, I'll support you. I'll tell you you're wrong and you're dumb, but I'll at least support your ability to do it. So I might not. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Just as a quick aside, you know how you sent me the thing from the Babylon Bee where it was like the guy who like wears the mask in his car and alone. Oh whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we we took Leo for a walk around the pond today. Dude wearing a mask carrying a fishing rod. The fish have COVID now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's that is hilarious. Uh, anyone that doesn't follow the Babylon Bee, I highly recommend that you do. Uh, they posted a video on Instagram a couple of days ago now, maybe, maybe Friday, Thursday, Friday. Um, although when this comes out, it would be it would be last week. But hilarious video of a guy, uh, like a social justice warrior guy, saying he does all the right things, wearing his mask, and didn't he wear gloves too? At at like a drive through window. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <clears throat> um, all right. So we did our daylight savings shtick. Uh, now, now the real, the real reason you came. Uh, this is our first episode since mobile sports betting in Massachusetts has gone live. And if I needed to summarize the last three days when one word. I would say whirlwind. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little chaotic. Yeah. Yep. It's it's been a lot. Um so I talked before this this uh the you know before this episode and before it went live that I was running with FanDuel, DraftKings and uh BetMGM. I had already previously had a, a DraftKings and a FanDuel, um, and I was a new customer to BetMGM, uh, and those are still the only three that I have. That's what I'm running with for now. Uh, again, Barstool, like to your point that you said before, if the number's that much better, I'll get in the car and drive to drive the ten minutes to Plain Ridge and make the bet. Yeah, you know I mean, like I don't. I don't need another app on my phone to deposit money into, you know? So um, all that being said, uh, keep an eye out. We might have a new sponsor on the podcast soon. So I'll, I'll tease, I'll tease that. Um, so maybe, maybe in the next episode, I'll have something, something for you guys, but we'll see. Stay tuned. Um in the meantime, uh, don't forget to uh, you know hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Uh, give us a like, rate, and review wherever you're at, whether it's YouTube, audio only, all that shit. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show. That'd be much appreciated. Uh, but so, what's uh, what's your what's your opening take on the uh, the mobile the mobile game here in Mass? The opening couple of days. Yeah, I'm actually just excited for like the free bets and the promos and all that stuff to kind of be over. Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean bonus bets? We don't get free bets in this state. 
Yeah, I'm not an operator, so I'm not subject <laughs> to what the MGC has to say. <laughs> um, and mostly, like, I know it's going to stop, but like, so like the the free bets are fine, but like the promos, the insurance bets, the bonus bet, like, it's just fucking too much right now. It's a lot. And they all have expiration dates on them and they all have different expiration dates. So like FanDuel, their bonus bets or their, you know, their opening weekend bonus bets don't expire until like April 9th. DraftKings expires on March 20th. BetMGM expires March 17th. They're all different uh, amounts. Like um, DraftKings, they gave you what four $25 bonus bets. Yeah. Um, Bet MGM gave you four $50 bonus bets. Um, did FanDuel break them up or did they just give you $200 just to use? So I have a hundred bucks and I think I can just use it. Yeah. So I think FanDuel just gives you the money. So I actually have two. So I have the, I had the opening $100, um, like opening weekend, existing FanDuel customer. Now you're in the sports book. Here's a, f- a free $100. And then I also did the promo where if you bet $5, they give you $200. So I got $300 in free bets just from FanDuel, just to start out. And then FanDuel and DraftKings also did what they call no-brainer bets, which is basically like free money, it's right? Free so money. they'll... They'll take, um, for example, they'll take a game like the Bruins and they'll say, you know, will there be at least one shot on goal in the Bruins game? Obviously, that's going to happen, right? They're not going to play 60 minutes without a shot on goal. Uh, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of hockey because the whole point is to put bucks on net, right? Um, And they'll change the odds to even money. So plus 100 and they'll give, they'll cap it. They'll give you a max bet. So a max bet of $50. Um, so the most you can win is 50 bucks, right? They'll, they'll, they'll pay you a hundred, but that's $50 of your money plus the $50 you win. Um, I'm assuming if you've followed us for a while, you understand how sports betting works. So this is probably just boring to you, but, um, for, if you're new, that's how sports betting works. When they say they're going to pay you out a hundred bucks, with on even odds, $50 of that was your money already. So you didn't win a hundred dollars. You won 50 bucks. Speaking of the uh, Celtics, no brainer bet for tomorrow night is live on FanDuel. Oh, on FanDuel. Yep, All right. 50 bucks. Cause I did the one for DraftKings. DraftKings has one too. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. It's like, this is fucking insane. Like, we're literally texting each other being like, hey, there's another free bet. Hey, there's another free bet. Hey, there's another free bet. Shout out to Nick, too, a uh, friend of the show. He he's been I've been texting him and he's been texting me too. Being like, hey, there's another, there's another free bet. There's another bonus bet. Check it out. Like we so it's literally just going on and on and on. Um so yeah, here we go. For example, right now on FanDuel, the new state special boost. Celtics to score one total point or more in the Rockets game tomorrow at even money odds. Maximum bet 50 bucks. So again, you bet 50 bucks, you win 50 bucks. It's quite literally free money. Um, but you know, the whole point behind this, right, 
is to juice up everybody. There's there's psychology to it too. If you think that these books aren't fucking really good at what they do, trust me, there's a reason why that they've been successful at doing what they do for so long. Um, and what is it? Is FanDuel Sportsbook the largest domestic sportsbook? Yeah. Or is it draft? Yeah, FanDuel is, right? I knew one of them was, but I like let's, let's be real. Like they they know what they're doing, right? So there's psychology behind it in that you're constantly winning, right? So the opening weekend, you're all you're just winning, you're getting free money. You're like, oh, this is great. You build up your you build up your bankroll maybe to like 300, 400 bucks. It's all basically free money, all that shit. And then you make all these bets. And then in the first month, it's all gone. And then what happens? You have to deposit money. And that's when they get you. So like, they don't give a shit. They'll give you, they'll give you as much money as they want for as long as they think they need to. So that when it inevitably runs out, you deposit your actual money into the account and now they have your money and they've just won right like that's that's what they're doing but a lot of sometimes people don't like to think of it that way um someone might be like oh well, why do you do it then if that's what they do because it's fun you know what fuck off like don't be a stick in the mud i like to bet on sports like is it is it all going to disappear at some point i don't know maybe but like, hopefully it takes longer than a month, right? Like ideally, if I build my my bankroll and FanDuel up to like 400 bucks, I'm also not like a, a high roll better. I bet 10, 20, 5, 10, 20 bucks a, 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 an event, depending on what it is, right? Like if it's golf and I'm betting outrights, I'll bet five bucks. Like if it's most other sports, I usually do 10. And if it's football, they'll do. that's when I go to 20. So it's like, because obviously I feel more comfortable betting on football because I'm more familiar with it. So it's like, you know, if I can, if I can make this money last a few months, sure, whatever. I don't care. Like I'm not, I'm not in it to retire. You know, like, I don't think I'm going to become like a professional sports better. I do it because it's fun and it adds like an extra thrill to the game, right? Like a fucking, um, I don't know, like the, the, I don't, I don't give a shit about the Celtics, right? Like I don't watch basketball. But now, like, not for this, like a one plus point total is I'm still not going to watch the game. But if they give me like boosted odds on, you know, will Jason Tatum make three three pointers in the game? Right. And they boost those odds and I take it and I bet on it. I might at least watch the first half of the game just to see if he makes three pointers. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it adds a little bit of layer of, of fun to it. Um so yeah, anyone that's like, well, why do you do it? Fuck you. Fucking loser. Nerd. Have some fun. Live a little. Uh so yeah, I just I just placed my uh my free money bet on the Celtics for tomorrow. I just did. Yeah, I just had to go into DraftKings and fan. Like this is this is the insane yeah. part, though. It's like <laughs> but really it's just those two. Like BetMGM gave four. Yeah. They gave you 200 bucks out of the gate. So they gave you four fifty dollar free bets. And then I yeah. also got two $25 insurance bets, which means, so for anyone that's out there, that's like, what the fuck does that mean? All it means is they give you $25 as a, and it's called an insurance token. And if you lose, they give you $25 back, right? So 
you basically can't lose. If you win, you win whatever money you are going to win. And if you lose, you get the $25 back. So it's not quite a free bet because the free bet, if you lose it, that money's gone, right? Uh, and a bet insurance is you can't lose, right? Like the at worst, you just get your money back, so. Yeah, but it comes back as a bonus bet, so you got to bet it. So that that yeah. that's that's how they get you, right? And then that bonus bet expires, right? In you know five to seven days or whatever it is. So yeah, I mean, it seems like FanDuel and DraftKings are kind of going toe to toe on the whole bonus bet stuff, or the the free bets and the boosted odds and and all that shit. And uh, BetMGM seems to be like, yeah, we're we're not really going to get engaged in that shit, but. BetMGM is also, uh, well, MGM is is a is a Vegas casino, so that's where they're headquartered. So they might be a little bit more old school in that way. I mean, I don't know what the reason is, but I'm just trying. I'm grasping at straws here, right? I'm just trying to explain it. Whereas FanDuel and DraftKings are both kind of like new age. They're all online. They don't have a physical casino, right? Or a a Vegas casino, I should say. There are physical books that exist, right? There's one in New Hampshire for DraftKings, but you know they're not a traditional Las Vegas casino sports book. Yeah, it's. I think it just comes down to the business model. Business model is just different. Like, yeah, if you know FanDuel and DraftKings are doing all these like promos and all this free shit, it's like that's how they're going to capture the customers, right? Right, and they're they're trying to do what I just explained. They're trying to artificially inflate everyone's bankroll so that they have all this money. Um, and then they inevitably lose all the money because that's what happens. Um, and then they win because then they get your real money when you deposit. Or I'm sure, and I'm sure, again, this is all calculated risk stuff, right? Like these people aren't stupid because I'm sure there's also going to be people that do this this weekend. And after all this this uh, no brainer stuff ends, probably just cash out and withdraw, and say like, "Hey, I just made four hundred bucks in a weekend," and then like never bet on sports ever again. You know, there's at there's least gonna be one. Almost no, there's going to be almost almost nobody that does. There's going to I know there's almost no one, but there's at least one person that's going to do that, and they're like, "Fuck it, fine, who cares?" Like they don't give a shit about that one person because they're banking on ninety nine percent of people not being that person. But I mean, for one weekend's work of not doing any, of not actually working to make 400 bucks, it's not bad. <laughs> like if you weren't like an actual sports better and you were just like a hustler that was trying to just join these apps just to get all this money and then cash out. Good on you, I guess. I mean, like I said, you didn't actually work and you made a couple hundred bucks in a weekend. So... I will not be doing that. <laughs> nope. I will be continuing to uh, to to bet, and hopefully, all of this money makes it makes it last. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I actually deposited money into my bookie, and I've been using that account for years. Um, you you know, if, if you're still interested. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to shit on them. They're still a sponsor of the show. But if you if you want to use the promo code sarcasmpod when you sign up at mybookie.com, 
um, they will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks over there. So um, I will I will not speak ill of them. I, will, I was going to make fun of them because they're not a domestic book and we have access to that now, but I shall refrain because um, we do have listeners uh, it, that are in states that sports betting is not legal. So again, you can still use a sarcasm pod at mybookie.com. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I forgot what I was saying, but I, I haven't, I don't remember the last time I deposited in that account. You know, I did, I did pretty well during football season. Um, and I hit a few outrights this year in golf. Like I hit Max Homa as the first round leader at the Genesis. I hit, um, who else did I hit? I hit two other winners. I had three bets that won. Um, and I can't remember, can't remember what they were and who they were. Um, I think you I hit Homa at Tory Pines. I did. So I hit Homa at Tory Pines. Um, <clears throat> and I hit him first round leader at Genesis. And then I hit. Um, Scotty Scheffler at the Phoenix waste management Open, at the waste management because in the first four weeks of the season or the first, whatever, six weeks of the five, six, five, six weeks of the season, I had three wins. So I was lush with units or flush with units. I should say um, on my bookie and they've been dwindling because I haven't hit a single golf bet since um, Max Homa first round leader at the Genesis. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I still have plenty of money in that account. So me personally, and I know we talked about this, um, the, I might, I, I might, uh, just withdraw my money. I might make a withdrawal from my bookie. I don't know. I don't either. I haven't decided what I want to do yet. Yeah. I mean, it's a couple hundred bucks. So I know I just look at it like if I'm not going to use the money for something and I'm just going to put it into another sports book, then I may as well just use it there. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. That's why I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me. Yeah, I don't know. Like I have like 200 bucks in the in the account still. So that's like enough money to last me a while, especially now that we're getting to the end of hockey season and I don't really bet on baseball anymore and you know like I could not make another deposit and use that money through the end of the year unless I keep using it to bet on golf, which like I said now I might not if I can get better odds at the domestics. So it's like and that's like just enough money, like 200 bucks is like just enough money to be like, I kind of want that money. <laughs> like I would, I would kind of like to have that. That's my but, thing though. I just don't know what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. I mean, I would spend it on something else. But that's the thing is like, I don't want to like piss it away for no reason. Right. And then, and the, just to then turn around and have to now deposit yeah. <laughs> into, into, into regulated books. Right. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So we'll see. 
we'll see moving forward. I am definitely flush with units though. For now. It's again, it's it's artificially inflated through FanDuel and and DraftKings, but um well, we'll what, what, I, what I was going to do today was, because I bet on Tyrrell Hatton in every major. Yep. I was going to do it through my bookie, but the odds weren't as good. Yeah. So. so I had previously put in some futures on my bookie too, which is also kind of why I'm leaning towards just withdrawing because if those hit, they're going to be big hitters anyway. Like I took, so back in like January, this was... I think it was, no, it was after Tory Pines. So, cause it was before the Genesis, but it was after Tory when Max Homa had won. I put in future bets on Max Homa to win the US Open and the PGA. And I think right around the same time, we had texted about Jason Day. And I put a future in on Jason Day at 75 to one to win the Masters. Which now he's down to like thirty three to one. Yeah. So take yeah. that close. Cl- that take that CLV and shove it. I'm gonna have uh, so much this year. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I've got, I got day eighty to one in the Masters. I've got Homa thirty four to one in the U.S. Open. I think Hatton's gonna move, so we'll see where that ends up. Yeah. I got Shoffley. I mean, if he keeps playing well, he will. I have Shoffley in the Masters. I think that's already moved down a little. I don't know. It just sucks. I'm gonna have all this, all these fucking CLV trophies, and John Rahm's gonna win them all or whatever. <laughs> so you know what I did with the with the exorbitant amount of free money that I got from FanDuel, um, and because, like I said, typically I only bet five dollars on golf outrights because the odds are good enough where you know if it's 30 to one and you hit a five dollar bet that's 150 bucks like that's that's good enough for me again like i said i'm not trying to retire off this shit just trying to have some fun um so be on that on FanDuel, i took i I put 20 dollar (laughs) bets on i covered the the top three so i put 20 dollar free free bets on Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, and Rory to win the Masters. So I, I'm covered at the top if either of them win. Because at this point, it basically seems like, you know, you flip a coin and one of them's going to win. Unless, you know, John Whoa. Rahm sh- shits his pants. Well, Like I he mean, did this week. Like quite literally, he shit his pants. He withdrew on Thursday or Friday because of intestinal turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was literally shitting himself on the course. So intestinal turmoil. Yeah. So I I think he, it was actually called, um, I'll tell you where I got that from in a second, but I think he actually, it was actually like the code. It was like WD. I think it was like gastrointestinal distress. So GI distress is what he said. Intestinal turmoil I got from years ago um, with Terry Francona when he was managing the Red Sox. He gave a he gave an interview 
about um i forget who the player was but he said he had to leave the game because of intestinal turmoil <laughs> and felger and maz ran with it for like a week and a half <laughs> whenever that i mean obviously when terry when tito was the 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 manager here we're talking like probably 10 years ago because i was also listening to the sports hub religiously um so yeah ever since then it's been in my brain to just call it intestinal turmoil <laughs> um <clears throat> So yeah, I got I I can't confirm Jason Day at seventy five to one on my bookie, um, and then so Max Homa to win the PGA I got at forty three to one, and to win the U.S. Open was thirty four to one. So those are my my three bets that are you know my three bets that are still open right there futures for um, my bookie. So if either of them any of them hit, you know, you're looking at. 340 plus dollars. You know, that max homo would be 430 bucks. So we'll see. They won't hit and I won't win that money, but right. it's there. Sure is. Yeah. So, like I said, Day is down to 33 at the Masters. I don't know what home is at for the other ones, but I guarantee you it's not 34 and 43. No, I think he's down to like 22, 20. Yeah. I had a fucking massive CLV trophy on him last year. I had him in the fucking British Open 200 to 1. Wow. Holy shit. That's pretty good. No, he didn't win, so I mean, what's it fucking no, worth? but, but 200 to 1. Yeah, so at the PGA. I should check he's, those odds. He's down to 29. On my bookie. Um, so that means the US Open, he's going to be even lower because he was at 34 at the US Open. He'll be 22. He's now 22. Yeah. He's at 22. So, you know what's wild to me? Someone, and I think Ian, Ian McMillan, uh, shout out, friend of the show, uh, Bacon Bets podcast. Um, he made this point the other day because I'm looking at the top of this board. It's always Rory and Rom that are back at that are one two. They're always sub ten to one odds. So just looking at the U.S. Open, Rory is plus eight ninety, and Rom is plus nine twenty, and then Scotty is plus eleven twenty five. And Ian made this point: like, how? Why is Rory that high when he really hasn't won anything? Lately. Rory hasn't done anything this year to give any indication that he deserves to be the second favorite. Yeah. He is he basically really... the Cowboys in the NFL, right? Like the, they're always going to get a, a ridiculous amount of money bet on them. So that's why their odds are always lower. Right. That's it. Yeah. Rory is, is the Dallas Cowboys of the PGA. Or you could say, you know, well, I was going to say the Patriots, but that doesn't fit because when they were doing that, they were actually good and winning. <laughs> and now they're not that and they suck. So the Cowboys are not, they're not as good as they used to be, but they still get all the money. So I think the Cowboys is a better comparison for Rory. Um, but yeah, like looking at that board, right? The US Open, if you had to pick one of them, how do you not take Scotty at, at plus 1125? I don't know. 
I, dude, I don't know why Rory gets the numbers he gets. Well, I mean, okay, I do know. I get But the, the, the play does not back up. No, it doesn't. Um, it's all of them. So look at the PGA, John Rahm is 10 to 1. Then Rory is 11 to 1. And Scotty is 12 to 1. Scotty just won today. He blew everyone out of the water today at the players. But he's he's consistently the third guy out of the top three. At the open, Rory is eight to one, Rom is ten to one, and Scotty's fourteen to one. Now that one maybe I can get a little bit more behind because everyone looks at it like, oh, it's home field advantage for Rory or whatever, like because it's in fucking Europe. But also fuck off. Let's see what it is for the Masters. Even the Masters. They're which, all even, basically. Yeah, they're they're they are, but Scotty is still the third. John Rahm is plus seven forty. Rory is eight to one, so plus eight hundred, and then Scotty is plus eight twenty. So Scotty's still the third third guy there. Again, Min these Wu- are all from mybookie.com. Min Woo Lee one fifty to one. Ooh. <laughs> Home is 35 to one in the open. That's probably what his best odds are right now. That's still my bookie. Yeah. Yeah. These are all my bookie. Ham Smith is plus 1550 at the Masters. Um, you can beat that. Yeah. I think I saw her. Did I see a 20? I might have seen a 20 somewhere. Yeah, was it BetMGM? I don't know which one. Yeah, it's one of them. That's the hard part now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's which one, which one did I see? Where did I see that? So yeah, we got it. It's here. Mobile betting. Finally. After all this time. So um yeah you got anything you want to run through i got a couple so before we before we wrap up yeah before we get to wrapping up so obviously the players just finished today you know Mm -hmm. timeline doesn't matter time the timelines are relevant we're in the multiverse now yeah well also like there's no good golf now until the masters anyway so stop we can talk about the players stop there's actually people playing next week it'll be fine what is next week the Valspar. Like Justin Thomas is yeah. playing, Burns is playing, like there's some people playing. It's not as bad as the Honda. Yeah. No, so this is the no no okay. So this is the Isn't thing. Isn't there there's a is there a goofy event in two weeks? Yeah, the match play. Yeah, that's what I yeah, the match play. That's what it was. At Austin. Yeah. Um so players just got over. Played at TPC Sawgrass. I'm fucking tangled. Some would say the fifth major. <laughs> or some would say, some would say, actually, I was listening to the hawk, hack it out guys. One was like, ah, some would call it the sixth after the John Deere. <laughs> and one of the guys is British. He goes, ah, I'd put it ahead of the PGA. He goes, I don't think the PGA is very good. He goes, I, I would call the players the fourth. <laughs> um, Shitty field for this event. But anyway, strong, strongest field in golf, my ass. Yeah. Um, where would you rate 
your motivation level to play TPC Sawgrass. Now, we're going to, so you're going to rate your level. I'm just going to give some facts of the case. Right. I believe it's about 700 bucks to play there. I don't know. Oh, is it really? It's actually 600. So the running joke on Twitter all week is that that's all, that's been all the announcers have been saying. It's 700. It's 600. But I think so, caddy's required. Okay, so yeah, it's probably a little bit more. But I like, think that's why. The, I think the sticker price is six hundred. Okay, I think I think they require a caddy. Okay, that's why it's that's why it's seven. I I believe yeah. I believe. Yeah. So people, like I said, people have been doing the shit that we would do on Twitter. Be like, oh. hey, did you know it costs $600 to play at Sawgrass? Because literally every 10 minutes, the announcers were like, can you imagine the public coming here paying $600 just to do, like they they just kept saying it over and over and over again. So yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's probably 600 just to get there. Like I said, that's the sticker. So if you want to like rent clubs, rent ball, like buy balls, get a caddy, do whatever you got to do, ride in a cart, like do whatever it's it's going to be more. Yeah. Okay. So it starts at six hundred. Could be as much as eight forty. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it's very expensive. Ridiculously, yes. But you can play it. Yep. Um. You watched today and this weekend. Mm-hmm. Did you yep. notice all? Did you notice all the water around? Uh. Yeah. On every hole, actually. Uh. Did you notice all the bunkers? Yeah, everywhere. And you all around how, the greens. Did you notice how like narrow some of those tee shots seem to be? Yep. And tight some of the fairway landing. Well, they're well, I guess technically if you play from the right tees, that's everyone's landing area. But yes, yeah, but the, some of those bunkers are on the entire length. Right. But I mean the fairways get narrow in the yeah. landing areas. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, so we have cost, we have difficulty. Yep. So where would you rate your motivation level to go play that golf course? Very low. Also, I'll throw in another factor for you. It's in fucking Jacksonville. Now, I know technically it's Pontevedra Beach or Pontevedra, however the fuck you say it. It's effectively Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville. Um, And I've been to Jacksonville before. Uh, It's not it's not worth it. (laughs) Well, if you're going well, this is the thing, though. If you're going to Sawgrass, you're not going to Jacksonville. You're going to exactly yeah, that's 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 fair yeah um yeah i would say very low all things considered it's extremely low um the 14th hole at sawgrass is the single hardest hole on tour they flashed a graphic and uh, at one point i think this was it was either yesterday or friday when i was watching they said the 14th hole and they listed bogeys and then they listed how many total bogeys this was from 2002 to 2022 till last year so for a 20 year span it said whatever the number was for bogeys and then next to it it said most (laughs) and then it said birdies and then it listed a number and then it said fewest so out of every hole that these guys have played over the last 20 years the 14th hole at Sawgrass has the most bogeys and the fewest birdies made over 20 years. It's the single hardest hole on tour. Like that's 
I, 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 you can't really debate me on that fact, right? Like, and I'm not saying that you will, but, or you would, but like, that's, that's the statistic, right? Like, that's it. Like that's, it's the fucking hardest hole that these guys play. I don't really care to play the course that includes the hardest hole that the professionals play on. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm also thinking about it. So the 17th hole frankly is fucking stupid like yeah. that's not a good golf hole like let's just no. let's let's fucking not beat it's, around the bush it's good for tv right it's yeah, it's, it's great it's for good t- for it's, viewing it's, great it's good for, for tv, TV. Yeah. like yeah it is it's, not a it's, good hole no no there's nothing that good about it actually no. well especially now Actually, some, you, someone you actually called a fucking point. stupid hole you made this point to ian on twitter um when Ian had pointed out, uh, is the 17th hole too easy now? Because there's been, this is the first time ever there's been three hole in ones on that hole in a weekend. I think, I forget what it was. Over the last 15 years, there's been like 17 hole in ones or something. And then in one weekend, there's three. So yeah. it's, it's way proportionately, you know, more hole in ones now. And you had made the point like lengthen it, right? Like hit a mid iron. Oh, I was, I green. was, I was completely kidding. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think it would be a bad idea. I think it's a terrible idea because it's a fucking dumb hole. Yeah. The only way that that hole exists is if it exists the way it is. Yeah. You can't hit a fucking seven iron into that green. <laughs> And then have the drop area be the drop area. You can't do that. That's why it's a stupid hole. Now it's great. Yeah. Again, it's good and it's good entertainment. But it, like, I don't want to play it. Yeah. Because then, because yeah. it really the only the only motivation to play that hole is because they play it on TV. Like, right. That's it. Right. Um. But yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't do more because the tier in it is so severe. So you need to give these guys room. Like, I don't, first of all, it's not deep enough for a long iron. It would have to be. It would have to be a bigger green. Yeah, and it would have so it would have to be deeper and wider if they're gonna make if they're gonna move it back. And if all these guys are doing is hitting it to middle middle, then the hole isn't fun. Right. So it's the guys trying to like catch the slope or trying to work it over there. Like that, that, that's what makes it interesting. And then they would also probably have to slow it down because it's got to be able to hold, it's got to be able to hold the shots. It would have to be a ridiculously slow green. Yeah. So no, it is what it is and it's fine. It's, it's the same thing with what's, uh, 16 at Scottsdale. The whole sucks. The only reason it's cool is because they build up the fucking stands around it. They should just right. leave them there fucking permanently, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause then at least like if you go play it, you're in the atmosphere. Otherwise, right. it is a fucking it is average. That is yeah. just fucking average. That's it's a hundred it and it's a hundred and thirty yard par three. I don't know you've, what six you've played. So you've it, played a million of them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh uh sawgrasses. I don't know what the distance is at um Scottsdale. I think it's but, about 130. No, it's it. I think it's it's well, further they, they, than that because there's nothing there. It's it's just straight. Like there's nothing so there. On, 
on Saturday, they, I think on Saturday, they move it up. Okay. This year on Saturday, I think it might've played like 122 or something. It might've been in the 120s. It was very, very short on Saturday. Um, but then the, yeah, I think could, they they move it back for on the scorecard. It's one sixty three. Yeah, and then they can just move it up, back down, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like these aren't like good golf holes. They actually, I think someone was saying it's like Sawgrass is. Some people actually say Sawgrass is like one of the best courses that they play. They go seventeenth is just the worst hole on tour. <laughs> it's useless. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for I mean again, so coming back to it, my motivation level is very low too because one seems extremely difficult. Yes. I don't want to drop like so I don't want to fly all the way there, spend the money to stay there, spend the money on the tea time just to have to like get Hold my on ass to kicked. your fucking pants. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shape it this way, shape it that way, don't hit it too far that way, hit it on this line. Too much. Yeah. If I'm trying to enjoy myself too much. Yeah. Now, if it was a little bit easier, like if we lived in Florida and it's like, okay, you could just drive up, probably be different. Right. But like for me to fly down there, stay down there, I don't know what a minimum stay is. It's probably four fucking nights. Like motivation level low. Now, if someone wants to organize a trip and invite me, cool. Like we're now, (laughs) now, but now we're talking, but we're not talking the golf course. We're talking the trip. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. So then, but that now being said, for the trip, you're bringing Jacksonville into play. <laughs> well, they not if you just stay at their resort, or I don't uh, know yeah. if it's a resort. Yeah. So you you keep wanting to bring this to Jacksonville. No one's going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. If you're going, if you're going to Sawgrass, you're not going to Jacksonville. You're yeah. flying into Jacksonville, but that's it. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the course goes, it only hosts the players. It doesn't host host a major. It's also public, so it's like anyone can go play it. Any Joe right. Smo asshole can play it. Um, there's no views. I mean, now now the view of it is nice, but there's not. It's not Pebble, right? Um, I'm it's trying like to Kapalua. think. Nope, it's not Hawaii. It's not Pebble. <clears throat> Anything so for, on the California coast. For comparison, right? I played Kapalua, obviously, right? You know this. Maybe some of the new listeners, they don't know this, but I played in um, October when we went on our honeymoon. And so it, so this is actually a, a better point. So for the tea time, the golf cart, to rent clubs, rent shoes, and a, a, a box of balls, and paying to Amy for Amy to ride in the cart with me in the round was 450 bucks. Well, that's not bad at all. No. I thought I thought the I thought the greens fee was just 450 bucks. No. Everything included for me there was 450. Uh, now if you live if you happen to live in Hawaii and you want to just go play at Kapalua, buck 25. A tea, a tea time will cost you 225 bucks. <laughs> that's it. Like that's that's fine, right? Like Pine Hills in Plymouth Again, beautiful course. I've never played, but shout out to Mary. Uh, she listens to the show. She actually got me a gift card to Pine Hills this year so I can play around. Um, 160 play, bucks. Play the Nicholas. The Nicholas. All right. Um, 160 bucks, right? So for an extra 
$65, you can play a Kapalua, right? So they're like the, 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 the disparity of sawgrass being $600, like just to step foot on the property, basically, like who the fuck do you think you are? I think Pebble's 650 But Pebble, like I would pay that to play at Pebble. I wouldn't pay that to play well, I'm going at. To. You're going to. Yeah, I know you're going to, <laughs> yes. I wouldn't pay six, seven hundred plus to play at Sawgrass. I just don't I mean, find it to be that interesting. Yeah. Like the, the players doesn't strike me. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. like we already said, it's a really fucking hard course. Like, I don't want to pay $700 to shoot 140. It's also the stadium course. And if there's no stadium, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Pete Dye. <laughs> Shit's too hard. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about that. And then I asked someone and I was like, is it like a guy who's played it a, a few times? I was like, is it worth it? He goes, absolutely. He goes, it's probably, he goes, it is by far the best course I've played. And I'm like, okay. Has he played Kapalua? <laughs> probably or not, Kapal- probably not Kapalua, but he has played. So I don't, okay. He said it's one of the best courses I've played. He's played Pinehurst. He's played Pebble. Uh, I don't know where else besides those, but. Yeah, I don't know, my, but my motivation level is just not very high. No, doesn't seem I very. I mean, like I would, I, I, I would do it. That's the thing is, I would do it. I'm just not dying to do it. Yeah, like you said before, if the situation presents itself, I'll do that it. it. That it works out, then I would do it. But I'm not going to sit there myself and organize it, yeah. and plan it, and do a whole thing. And I'm not going to seek it out. If, yeah. if, if it was presented to me, like, Hey, this is an opportunity. Would you like to join? Yeah. A hundred percent. I'll go. But like you said, like, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to take a trip so I can go play there. Yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way to do that. Like we would for Pinehurst or Pebble or, you know, um, Beth page black that we almost did a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? Like we, like I would do that. There's a few courses that I would do that. I would go out of my way to plan a trip to go there, to play it, to do the whole thing. Um, like you said, Sawgrass isn't one of them. But if someone called me up tomorrow and was like, hey, I'm going on a trip to Sawgrass in two weeks, you down? Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, Yeah. That's my answer. Yeah. I was just because, again, people seem to get enamored with it. I'm just like, I don't know. Seems fine. Yeah. Or Wolf Creek, I think, would be another one that I would probably, so, I would go to. Wolf Creek is one. because I, So I watched a video of a couple of guys playing there. Um, I would have to do some homework before I picked Wolf Creek. Um, Bandon, obviously, I mean, we've talked about doing Bandon someday eventually, but yeah, it's so the thing with Bandon that always gets me though is the two and a half hours from an airport. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just again, it's across yeah. the fucking country. And dude, so it's like the Chasing Scratch guys were just there. They go yeah. all the way across the country. It's a five hour flight. Five, if you're and, lucky. 
Yeah. Five? It's like five. It's uh, maybe a little bit more. Was it five and a half? To, it was five and a half, I think, to San Diego. Maybe you caught some. Wait, which way? Home or there? I don't know. One of the ways it was five. I was going to say, I think I think to get to Scott to get to Scottsdale is six. And you got to oh. keep going. Yeah. But coming back from Scottsdale is like four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe uh, it was on the way home from San Diego. Maybe. Um, yeah, because Pebble's going to be with a layover. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I want to say it was like eight total. Yeah. So yeah, eight, say eight say it's a six time. hour flight, right? Like say you gotta fly six hours to get so to, to get to Eugene, Eugene Oregon, Oregon. Oregon. So if if it's six and a half hours to get there and two and a half hours in a car. In a car that. where the last hour forty five you can't whatever. Yeah. And then you get there and the weather fucking sucks. Yeah. It's like I'll play Pebble in the Rain. I don't care. Yeah. It won't be cold because it'll be June. Right. Like coldest you could get would be like fucking 55 and I can do that. That's fine. Yep. And it's Pebble. But like, oh, I don't know, man. Like they, they like, you don't, you don't get a washout because you're there. Right. But I'm like, it should have been a washout. So to go all the way there, I don't know. Like Bandon's a, Bandon's a hard one for me. Yeah. Cause there's also like, cause there's also like a pecking order here. It's like, there's a lot of places that are a lot easier for us to get to and a little bit more predictable. Right. Um, I don't know. Bannon's a tough one. Yeah. Like we could, we could play Pinehurst. We could hit play Beth page. Can we get on a congressional? Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, but like I mean, so if you just think about what's what are easy flight, well, I get. It. I was gonna say Myrtle. Myrtle's not an easy flight because there's no fucking direct flights, but yeah. Um, but like we, you can do so just on the on the East Coast, which it's is easy Kiowa, flights for right? us. So you could do, you can do Myrtle, you can do Kiowa Island, you can do Hilton Head, mm-hmm. you can do Sea Island. Even St. Simon's Island, I think, has got some stuff. Uh, no PGA tours courses, but right, right. Um, Florida, you can do Orlando. You can do Stream Song. You can do West Palm, Fort Lauderdale. Like, there's plenty of options just down the East Coast, and we know can what we the weather's. Um, like East Lake or Wilmington. East Delaware? Lake. So East Lake is private. I don't know about Wilmington. Um, because I don't even know what course that is. Is it which is Wilmington Country Club? I don't know. That's a, that's a new one, so I don't even know what it is. Yeah, but like that's 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 the thing is like we could we like there's so much down the East Coast, which is just so much easier for us. Right, right. That it's like I understand like Bandon is like this trip, but I'm just like I don't know, man. Yeah. It's almost like if we're going to pass over Scottsdale, why don't we just stop there? 
That's true too. If you're going to go to the West Coast, why Scottsdale, not Vegas? Because you can basically guarantee that it's not going to rain in Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> you know the weather's going to be fine. <laughs> and it's like I know anyone who's been to anyone who's been to Bain, and they 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 tell me it's unbelievable. It is unfucking believable. It's like I got it. I just don't want to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Because it is right. Like that's that's a really good way to look at it. I, you know, call me naive. I I never would have even considered that, right? Because you're looking at not only an eight hour plus travel time to get there, but you're also looking at thousands of dollars to stay there for you know four, five, six days. So yeah, it's eight plus hours to get there. Say you spend twenty five hundred bucks. For the five so I'll tell you, I'll there. tell you right now, four guys, and it's only going to go up from here. Four guys for like a five day trip is probably going to cost. Now again, this is the whole foursome. It's probably going to cost somewhere from sixteen to twenty five thousand. Yeah. So you're looking at like closer to four grand a person. Minimum. You know, so that that is a lot, right? So to spend four thousand dollars. To fly for six hours, drive in a car for two and a half hours to get there for it to rain. Or you get like crazy ass wind. Yeah. Or it's like 30 mile an hour wind. That would, that would be absolutely fucking terrible. It is a gamble. You could, you could spend way less than that. Play some pretty cool places. And it just sucks that we're in Massachusetts. Like that, that's the shitty part. That's what makes it so fucking hard to get over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what other isn't there one in oh yeah, it's Twin Cities, right? Are you talking TPCs? Like or what are you, what are you looking at? PGA I'm just I'm just thinking I'm just um PGA tour courses. Well, I mean most of them are TPCs. Um yeah. that are like eligible to be played, like cool ones yeah. or just or just any of them. I mean Probably the cooler ones. Like I'm pretty sure, Mir- like Mirfield is private, right? Private. Yeah. Yeah, I think like any like if so if it's not a major host, and we have access to it, it's probably it's probably a TPC. Uh, mm-hmm. Innisbrook would be. Um, Are there any outlier. in Pennsylvania? Or oh, no? Where's the Poconos? Isn't like the Poconos supposed to have really good golf? I don't even know. So at the Poconos, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's either like it's where the, the part where like Pennsylvania meets New York, like Western remember, New York. Remember when Ian was on and we were talking about famous versus good? Yeah. This is a little bit of that too, because like TPC Louisiana is a fucking horrible golf course. Yeah. But the PJ Tour plays there. Right. Right. So it's like you really want to go to TPC Louisiana? Probably yeah, not. Not, per- not particularly. Like Audubon Park is in New Orleans or it's just outside. Like that would be like a much cooler place to play. Yeah. But like Kiowa, it's a major host. Like that's unique. Right. Um, I'm trying to think like where, like, like I think River Highlands is okay. TPC River Highlands, like it's a little unique. Like TPC Boston, they're not there anymore. Right. Um, Like TPC Scottsdale would be like, a really underwhelming Scottsdale option. And I don't know much about like TPC Las Vegas or TPC Summerlin, but they're definitely not fucking Shadow Creek or Wolf Creek. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, you know what place would be fucking incredible to go to 
Tahoe. Is no, we did the well, shit face yes. in Mansfield. Yeah. And we were shit face in Mansfield and I kept talking about how I wanted to go to Tahoe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yes, Tahoe. Yes, I agree. But you know, the other place is the fucking Ozarks that the, where Tiger oh, just built Cedar his Lodge. new course. Yeah. In Missouri. That, I feel like that would be fucking insane. And I also cool. feel like it wouldn't be that expensive because it's in fucking Missouri. Might be hard to get to though. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like what do you have to do? Fly into St. Louis and then drive two hours don't to even Branson? Know. Couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where Branson is. Like couldn't even tell you. Like it might make more yeah. sense to like fly into Memphis and then drive. You know, I, have, I don't I, even know. I have no idea geographically yeah. where Branson, Missouri is. <laughs> like no maybe idea. it makes more sense to fly into Tuscaloosa and drive yeah, north. Like I have, I have no fucking clue. I have no way. I have no idea how to get there, but yeah, that, that I feel like that still would be really fucking cool. Cause they had, there's what, six courses there now. I don't the know Tiger, how many they have, but Tiger just built his or just opened his, I should yeah, say. Payne's Valley, Ozarks national. Those are the two big ones. Um, There was one there too. the The Champions Tour was playing there. I don't know what it is. I forget. Isn't there? Isn't it called like the Bear? Like Jack built a course there. Is it called yeah, the Golden? I, I, I is just, it called the Golden Bear Course or something? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know Big Cedar Lodge that well. Yeah. Um. Let me see. I just googled it. Golf. Golf courses. Yeah, Payne's Valley, Ozark National, Buffalo Ridge, Top of the Rock, and then Mountaintop. Um, who went there? Someone went there. Foreplay. Um, foreplay, foreplay went there. They went there. There, there was right after it's Tiger's course. It's yep. right after they right well, they played them all, finished. I think. I think they played yeah. them all. Cause that's the one with the 19th hole, right? It's yep. a waterfall, yep, the that's, waterfall that's in the background. Valley. Yeah. That's Tigers. Yep. Yeah, that's the one where the um the, the T boxes. Yeah, the match was there, but the T boxes also are the TW logo, like yeah. the balls. <laughs> oh wow! Now, I have no idea how much it costs to stay at the resort, but from January to March. Which in Missouri, Missouri? Prob- Missouri probably gets cold, huh? It gets Let's super go. shitty, dude. Kansas City's in Missouri. Yeah. I mean, it so, snows different there. March, from the middle of March to the middle of April. Um, and then also from October to December, the resort, if you're a resort guest, it's 250 bucks to That's play Payne's Valley. If you go in the summertime and peak season, it's 325 which still isn't awful. If you're a resort guest, again, I don't know how much it costs to stay at the resort either, but that shit's a lot. Yeah, but if you're a public guest, it's only three. It's three fifty. Yeah, if you can get a time. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's during again during the peak summer summer season. So, yeah, who knows how how uh where it is let's say brandon missouri is missouri mo branson branson yeah missouri's mo um it's right next to kirbyville oh good 
Oh, the fuck is it that? is um quite literally in the middle of nowhere. Good. Um, well, that's out. Does Jops, Joplin, does Joplin, Missouri have an airport? Because that's the <laughs> that's the closest uh, major city. Uh, I don't think you can get there from Boston. Uh, you honestly, you might have to fly into Little Rock, Arkansas. Jesus Christ. And drive north from Arkansas. Yeah. See, see what I mean? Tulsa, maybe? Like Tulsa, some, Oklahoma? In some, pe- in some people talk about Stream Song being a pain in the ass because it's an hour and a half south of Orlando. And I'm like, that is not that fucking hard. So from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Branson, Missouri. We're not fucking doing those. Is three hours. We better get a fucking golf sponsor because I'm not doing these fucking trips. <laughs> you know, a videographer that'll work for free until we start making money because that's the only way I'm fucking playing <laughs> these places. Is Springfield, Missouri big? Does it? I guess that's not the right. That's not the right question. Does it have an airport? We are not flying to these places. Because that's only 45 minutes. If we can fly into Springfield, Missouri, it's 45 minutes from Branson. Yeah, three layovers. <laughs> yeah, to get on a little fucking prop plane. You got to fly to Charlotte, fly yeah, from spin, Charlotte get a to Johnson yourself. City, and then get in jo- Johnson City. Yeah, <laughs> you got to yank the fucking chain. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it sounds like it's not easy to get to. <laughs> all right um then we'll wrap this up yep so right. friday leo had to come to work with me so the schedule this is how it was supposed to go so let's have a client 11 30 a group at 12 30 and a group at 3 15 now the reason why leo coming to work is is a thing is because he's a pain in the ass because he loves people so he gets very excited to see people and people running around and moving whatever he wants to get in on the action so um what makes him so good to have at work is also the problem he's so friendly that it's a fucking issue but (laughs) i can't leave i can't leave him at home for this long it's too long to leave him at home so the only other thing i have going that day is i'm supposed to have tournament signups at 10 a.m so I'm like, all right, I'll get to the gym a little bit before 10. My client's at 1130. He'll like get some of it out of his system by 1130. And there'll be less people there and whatever. Well, she texts me the day before. She goes, hey, can you do 10? I go, I can't do 10. I go, can you do 1030? She's like, yeah, that works. I'm like, okay. Now I have a half an hour for him <laughs> to get his energy out. I'm like, all right. So we get in, big group, whatever. He's doing his thing. Uh, I sign up for my tournaments because that's massive priority, obviously. <laughs> so take care of my tournaments, no problem. That's tour Greater Boston yep. stuff? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm signed up. She's coming in in 20 minutes. So he's doing his rounds, seeing whoever, blah, 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 whatever. Adults make their way out. She makes her way in. And he doesn't like being on the sled. So whatever. He's barking, yelling, fucking God knows what. 
And then in comes a walk-in. Now, the frequency at which we have walk-in people at the gym is infrequently. We probably get like five a year. And every time someone walks into the facility, it's at the worst time possible. <laughs> Either someone's on vacation or we're doubling up or right. I'm the only one working or I don't know. I'm trying to do my one-on-one -on -one session and I've got a dog barking at us. Yeah. Yep. So, of course, walk in and I'm handling her while training my person and keeping Leo at bay. It's just fucking chaos. <laughs> and again like the last walk-in i had was someone who walked in at 3 30 so i'm in the middle of speed with she walks in with her two kids i'm in the middle of speed so i'm trying to coach the group while also get her stuff like it's just fucking dumb yeah but then some yeah. people are like oh well you know you, you could have like someone like work and whatever i'm like dude we get five of these a year yeah and the only time these people walk in is when we don't have enough help yeah. when we have <laughs> when we have all four people there and someone's yeah. not doing something, nobody walks in. It's right. only when we don't have enough help to handle it. Right. So we get through we get through that. The girl I was training's cool, so whatever, no problem. Um so at this point, Leo, he's like free. So there's an adult group, but he's like free and running around. He was doing a little bit better with that. But he had to be tied up because when she's running, he wants to run after her. So it doesn't right. work. Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking at him, whatever. He comes over to me. And I look. And when he was on the sled, he had actually started to chew through his harness. <laughs> so now my group ends at 1.30 and my next group's 3.15. And I'm like, okay, so I have plenty of time, but not really. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, where's like a PetSmart or something? Nowhere close. Like nowhere fucking close. Of course not. But there's a bunch of small pet stores around. And I'm like, all right. I go, this is gonna, I go, I already know this is this is gonna this is gonna cost me. Yeah. Whatever. So I go in. I'm like, do you have harnesses? She goes, Yeah. I'm like, what what are you looking for? I'm like, do you have the easy walk harness? Like simple, easy, whatever. She goes, no, but we have this other thing, the freedom fighter, fucking God knows what. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> she goes, what size? I'm like, he's 50 pounds. It's like, oh, he's going to be in between. I'm like, I got him in the car. Do you want me to bring him in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get him. And she's like, oh, awfully fluffy. I'm like, yep, he's fluffy. Um, and she's like, oh, like, I think a medium. Stretches it all the way out. Medium doesn't fit. Great. So we throw the large on fine it fits we're good he was good in the store i mean generally he is whatever he was yeah. getting tired at this point but you know go up 36 bucks i'm like awesome pretty so cool so so leo not only did i have to train someone we had the walk-in which never happens <laughs> cost me 36 bucks in harnesses because he started to chew through it when i had him attached to the sled all in all, it went about as well as I'd fucking expect. <laughs> oh, how much weight did you have to put on the sled so that he wouldn't pull it? So now this dog knows nothing about adversity. So the last time I had him there was in August and an empty sled. He would get like a, a slight tug and he would just stop. Oh. But he got excited. So I had an empty sled with the poles in and then he like jerked it. And then he was like. He goes, oh, 
this moves now. So I think I only have like two plates on there, which is how we okay. leave it anyway. So right, it's usually right. like left there like that. Yeah. Because I could just imagine him taking off, actually pulling the sled. No, so it was the big, it was the big like prowler type, like the perform okay, better yeah. one. Yeah. Um, which alone is seventy. So he could he that's the thing he couldn't run with it, but he could like he could run against it, crawl it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he couldn't. No, because he he would have to like get slack in the leash, run, get pulled, and then that would like move the sled a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, about uh, as good as I thought it would. Fucking dogs. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, the one time I have to bring them. Yep. Cost you 36 bucks. <laughs> yeah, 36 bucks and a lot of fucking headaches. Yeah. Like I took Advil like fucking 12 minutes of being there. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Um, all right. So my final thought. Um the other day I rewatched. Black Widow. Well, Amy and I watched it. As did um, I. And it's very good. Like as a, I know it's it's basically like its own standalone thing. I think I don't know how many times this might have only been the second time that I've ever seen it. Um, because when I watched it the first time, I remember liking it. I remember being like, oh yeah, no, it's a good movie. And I don't know if it's because like the recent stuff hasn't been that good, but now that I just watched it again, as a, I think it's pretty good. Like I, I mean, I thought I the movie very I thought much the mo- enjoyed it. I thought the movie itself was fine. I just don't know why it exists. Yeah, like I think because I think I brought that up a couple episodes ago. I'm like, I just I don't like it. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't do anything? Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's up. like my big my big question because the movie was fine like I I it was it it was fine to watch yeah like it's got some good elements and whatever but like I'm sitting there and I'm like okay but why because she's gone yeah you didn't need to introduce two characters with an entire movie that could have right. been done very easily so I don't know yeah. Like the again, I I, di- I didn't like not like the movie. I'm not. I didn't like sit there watch it and realize like, oh, that was a waste of my time. But I right. did like walk away going, why? Like why? Why did they do? Why did they make this? Yeah. Now, if you don't ask why, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I think it was good. I think it was better than fine. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, good. I mean compared. I liked it better than Wakanda Forever in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I agree. So I also liked it better than Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, I think so too. I'd have to rewatch that one. But I, I that was another one that was That's like, another one I've only seen once though. Yeah, I'd have to rewatch that one. Cause I do I do remember leaving that one being like again, why? Yeah. Like what did this movie do to advance the series? Yeah. But that yeah. one I'd have to rewatch to really formulate that thought. I've only seen The Eternals once. I've only seen Multi No, I've seen Multiverse of Madness I think twice. I've seen that twice. I've seen Eternals once. Eternals is clear to me why it existed. But now I'm like 
but they haven't done anything with it. What are they since. doing with it? But yeah. they, but the, you know what though? It was the same thing with Shang Chi. I've that, seen Shang Chi probably that movie two was, or three times. That movie's very point. good. It's it's the best one that they've made. Yeah. Um in this newer crop of movies. Yeah, um, so it, it's not that that one's less of a why does this exist, but it's like what's next? And it's the same thing with Eternals. It's like, okay, what are we doing with this? Like what what are we doing with this info? Right. Cuz like the Celestials could be a very very key thing, but how do they fit in this phase? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So Black Widow is good. <laughs> that that's my that's my final thought. I stamp of stamp of approval. Yeah. Yep. I enjoyed it. So sweet. That uh that's gonna do it. It's gonna do it for us. Like I said earlier, uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, rate, review, wherever you're at, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, if you're audio only, you can give leave us a review on uh, Apple and Spotify. Uh you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. We're on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Uh, Facebook page is Sarcasm Speaks. The website is sarcasmspeaks.com. You go to the merch store, uh, buy some merch. Uh, we already did the mybookie.com promo, but you can use the same promo code, uh, sarcasmpod, at grillyourassoff.com uh, to get 15% off your entire order every single time you check out over there. Uh, so whatever you want to buy, whether it's seasonings, barbecue sauces, uh, accoutrements, um, you know, clothing, whatever you, whatever you need, they got it. Sarcasm Pod's going to get you 15% off of that order too. So uh, until next time, good night, everybody.